Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy. I'm your host, also the founder of Array Digital, where we exist to help you fill your pipeline using digital marketing. Today, we have a special episode. We actually have a previous guest that was on the Managing Partners Podcast back in early September, and she had a story to tell (laughs) and something to share, and she um, reached out and said, hey, I have something that happened uh, to me as a managing partner and that she thought uh, others would hopefully learn from and, and be able to prepare better for. So, Narissa, thanks so much for coming back on the show. No problem. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, you know, this is a little bit different format. So, we really want to just hear, you know, tell us what went down, what happened, and uh, tell us the whole story. So... <laughs> The last episode that I recorded was pretty much about six to seven days before I was hospitalized for five days. Mm -hmm. Um, I was coming down with what I found out was COVID pneumonia (laughs) and I was checked in through an ER and in the hospital for five days. And as Mm -hmm. the only attorney working in my firm and still getting phone calls, it was, I was thinking about my health first but then how to handle the firm second. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes I think I've been in business for a while, but you know, you think about the business more than you probably should sometimes. Right. <laughs> because that, you know, that is your life sometimes. And you know, you want to take care of people and you just don't know what else to do. Sometimes you lay in bed and think about work and business and cases or whatever in your case, your clients. So yeah, I got a real big reality check. I had to get real vulnerable with my clients, which I I typically you know, personable, but not necessarily vulnerable and how to let them know that, Hey, I'm sick. I'm literally like, cannot look at your, your matters right now. Hmm. Um, we can't handle certain issues right now. And the things that I could handle, I actually have to onboard a VA really quickly and, and have another VA work on some um, pending matters while I was literally in the hospital bed. <laughs> Luckily I had onboarding material ready and some wow. systems in place so that it would not be as difficult. And so I don't think if I had not had some of those systems in place, like my intake systems or some of the um, instructional items written already, it would have been more difficult. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a power of systems and processes and, and yeah, even if you're a sole proprietor and I think, you know, a lot of folks I talk to that, you know, it's a lifestyle business. They want to be the uh, sole proprietor and maybe not hire a bunch of people. And, uh, you know, I can understand and appreciate that, but, I, you know, but if you don't have some things in place and some folks there to help you, you know, you, you really could be down completely and your business is at risk or your health in this case. Right. And so luckily, I mean, to be a solo, a solo is not my goal. So I was working <laughs> on instructional, like instructional materials for a paralegal, for an assistant. And so I had a very small amount of things available to them. So it wouldn't be as difficult as we were um, doing the substantive work. And so you had something though, versus yeah, I had you, know, you, something. you didn't have what all what you want, <laughs> but yeah. 
but you started that process and you had some things in place, which I'm sure helped a lot. And so, I mean, any managing partner, I would say have some systems in place and have a backup plan. My, I mean, I do have other attorneys that if, if I had to be in there longer, that I could pass off matters to. So those things, I do have a contingency plan in that case. Excellent. But to have a contingency plan, always, always, always. Because we don't think like as we're working through these matters that... <laughs> Um, in reality, we're so en engulfed in it. We just really don't think, what if this this happens? What if this life thing happens? What if about your matters, right? Right. So, no, that's a good point. And I think, you know, for a young attorney starting out or trying to go on their own, and, you know, there's going to be a little bit of time possibly before they can hire and get some help. And, and I think you made a good point there, too. You don't uh, have to go all in and hire or get a partner and split the business or, or hire a, a high level, like, experienced person, a paralegal, you know, there's one of the things that you, you know, you do on a day to day basis that you could get someone else to, to help you with until you get to the next place, which may be hiring a few other folks, uh, maybe bringing on some other attorneys, associates and things like that. But it's, you know, there's some risk when you're by yourself and, and no one else to rely on. That's for sure. Right. Um, I mean, there are plenty of places like Upwork, their military spouses overseas, or even military spouses who are attorneys who can't practice necessarily where they're located, but want to do some kind of legal work. And so I reached out to my network and I got so many resources of individuals like looking for positions. It was, it was oh, wow. not overwhelming, but I was glad that the resources were there. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good tip. That's good to know. I, I wasn't aware of those types of places where for for your type of work, but spouses overseas makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. I guess military spouses that are in other states that may not be able to, that's, that's interesting. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that. You go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, how are you able to like coordinate anything at this point? I mean, you, you had some luckily, luckily I had a, a bit of a time before I was um, trained at the ER that I was in was like an ancillary ER about three miles from the main hospital so i had to yeah. wait for transportation and the, in that time my husband brought like a laptop you know change of clothes things like that and so i'm sitting in this hospital room nothing's really on tv <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like I, I can either watch netflix which i did i did relax i did you know make sure i was taking care of myself but i did also make sure to you know set the away mes message and let and send individual e clients who has some things pending emails to let them know that, Hey, you know, this is kind of what's going on right now. And I have, I think because of, of my filtering process with clients, I have some of the best clients out there. Nice. So that <laughs> even though they are going through what they're going through with their divorce or custody issues, they were like completely yeah. understanding and still ask me like, are you okay? <laughs> Every time <laughs> we talk. And I'm like, you know, just to have a client just, you know, put aside their issues for just that moment, just to say, hey, how are you doing as the attorney? Normally, we don't get those things, um, but I have some great, great, great clients. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Um, and I think it's another good a good thing you're sharing there, too, is that, you know, you have a process, a filtering process, uh, intake process. And, you know, you, you have really good clients that when something like that happens, you know, they're not going to be going crazy and saying bad things or bad reviews or, you know, they're, they're going to let you get back to when you know or they're they want to make sure you're okay right and i'm sure that there's people who probably don't like me i mean just as being an attorney it is what it is but you know everyone loves attorneys come on yeah like you know it, it is the nature of the job but I, I hope that you know we filter out like no a-holes and and we try to 
to see as we're going through that that consultation process, um, what type of uh, individuals we are dealing with and what type of issues that they're dealing with and how they're going to handle those issues may make a difference on how we, whether we accept them as clients or not. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, definitely glad you are okay. And if I would have known, I would have sent you something for sure. Um, no, no. But, you know, happy to have you on the, the podcast last time and, have, you know, glad you can come on and share this story because I think it's important, um, especially for those ones, again, that, that haven't grown or don't quite want to grow, but, you know, which can be scary and you want to, you know, sometimes you want to do everything yourself and, you, you know, no one's going to care about your business like you do or do as good a job ever. But at some point you have to, if you want a life and be able to walk away sometimes and relax or if you're sick, you have to to scale at least to a size that allows you to do that. Um, yeah, there are definitely a lot of resources about systems and processes and, and trying to hire yourself <laughs> out of your practice or out of your business. Some things, some like a books that come to mind are like the, the four hour work week or like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. E-Myth and another yes. book. Yeah, another I book. I got E-Myth because of you and I'm <laughs> not quite halfway through it, but um, yeah. I wrote that down when you told me about it and I went and got it, uh, just the audio version. So I, I listened to it on audio. That's I do better with the audible myself, but so far it's, it's awesome. And I'm like, oh, man, I can relate. I think I'm past a lot of the first parts there, mm-hmm. but it's and a lot of us are technicians in our business and not necessarily <laughs> owner operators um, or managers. Right. So and in EMIF, they talk about those three different categories of people in their businesses. And they often tend to, especially attorneys or technicians, um, they don't come out of law school learning how to be the owners, the business owners, and how to operate in that way. We typically learn those things a lot later. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I've had so many attorneys on here talking with me, and it comes up often that I wasn't taught how to run a business. I was taught how, or I was taught about the law. <laughs> And uh, next thing you know, you know, you're running a business. And so there's a lot to learn and a little bit of time. Now, I was lucky. I went to law school that actually had a class of like how to run a, yeah, how to run a a law practice. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to take the class (laughs) because of scheduling, but they did um, one semester and I I think you're in the spring semester every year, they would offer um, how to run a law practice. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Wow, well, that's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, most people say they're like just, you know, they're kind of thrown in or they have some mentors or... Mm-hmm. whatever that's about the best I hear and everyone's got to kind of figure it out themselves. Um, just had a, a really great interview earlier today with a firm that has really grown tremendously and they look, I mean, everything looks just beautiful in appearance and their culture looks awesome. And they're, you know, a hundred and some employees, I think, but they were like, it wasn't always like that. It was toxic culture. It was a revolving door. So it took them some time to, to figure it out. And uh, now they've they've got it to where they're they're doing very well and forty percent growth growth every year and expanding to other states and now it's about maintaining all of that culture and mm-hmm. and scaling without destroying everything. So, <laughs> right. I think once you get to different levels, you have different 
different challenges at every level. Yeah, yeah there's a, I always push the book Traction, which I have. A oh, yeah. Of love Traction. Yeah. Great track. Yeah. I, I actually got the Meet Gino Wickham, the oh, wow. author, um, probably after your after your podcast. It was in September. I met him, got him to sign it and got to see him speak. But um, that's a great book. Traction, everyone, if you're listening. Um, E-Myth, which uh, Nerissa told me about, which I'm currently listening to. Uh, John Fisher is another, uh, he's a, he owns a personal injury firm mm -hmm. and he has a mastermind kind of group for personal in, like injury firms, but he's got a book. So if you're, if you're injury firm listening, I forgot, I think it's like the power of systems by John Fisher. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't read that. It's for attorneys um, for the most part, but that seems like a good book by an attorney who actually runs a practice. So there's just a lot of good resources out there. Yeah, sure. definitely. Uh, how to how to manage a small law firm, uh, groups like that are invaluable as well. So um, tell me, and uh, actually the one thing you're talking about, like the different stages too. There's like I forgot. I thought I'm sure if it's in traction or not, but uh, it's somewhere. But it's um, the valleys of death. So you basically you have growth, and then you, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, <laughs> you just stop, and you got to try to figure something out. You got to change something in your business you're you're not prepared for, and then there's another growth spurt, and then you hit another one. So yeah, I think. I have to re I need to reread traction because <laughs> I think I'm at that point where it's kind of growth <laughs> and then uh, there's a we need to pivot in some kind of way. Yeah. So that's just awesome that you yeah you some help and you're a little bit more prepared if something mm -hmm. were to happen. But then I think there's other things too like you know you you have a family you want to go on a vacation mm -hmm. you want to take a week off or two weeks off or the holidays right. you know we as business owners and I can relate to you on that because I am a business owner not an attorney, but you got to, like you said, you got to get yourself out of the business a little bit. Well, you got to give yourself out of the business completely if you can at some point and work on the business. And it's you know? scary. It's like this baby. You don't want to hand over your baby <laughs> to people who are not going to really love and care for your baby the way that you care. But that's part of developing cultures and systems and a, you know, they always talk about this mission and values. And it's like, you, mm -hmm. you, if you are living in and kind of going by those things on a day to day basis, then yeah, you have people who are trying, who also care about your baby. It's difficult to do, but it takes, it takes some time to kind of figure things out. Uh, yep. I can tell you by experience for a little over 20 full-time people and, um, core, yeah, the core values and the mission is, has been huge for us. We've kind of tweaked the core values over time a little bit just to kind of make them better, but they're, they ring true, but Traction is great for that too. I think the, that book will help you develop those. We've developed a system in house that's kind of unique to mm -hmm. any company where we use Slack, which is an internal communication messaging system for anyone listening. But we, we have a kudos channel. And so kudos would be like if I work with you, Narissa, mm -hmm. uh, you say if you help me on a, on a, with a client, you just right. stepped in and helped or gave me a piece of advice or something, whatever. And I could say, all right, plus five kudo points to you. Um, but in order, and then I got to say what you did, you know, you helped yeah. me on this issue with a client and then you saved my butt. Right. Um, and then I could, I have to hashtag which core values, you know, you exhibited by doing that. So, and that's the way the system works. And we have, hmm. we're like, you know, we're kind of like coders, like Zapier masters, but my business partner makes it, I actually put it in a sheet. So, at the end of the week, there's a winner for kudos points. Oh, and okay. Then, and the monthly winner gets a like a $300 cash bonus. Oh, yeah. 
That's definitely an incentive. <laughs> yeah. And now the thing is the money's 300 bucks, but it's the whole company basically voted for you one mm-hmm. way or another as doing a really good job and helping everybody out. So it's, it's really cool. And we have about, let's see, we got five core values and they're at the top of the channel in Slack. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to, you know, whether it's honesty or transparency, you know, quality, passion. So whatever it may be, urgency, because with our clients, we're sometimes we have to act quick. So uh, yeah, it's been a really cool um, way to use them every day. Like everyone knows our core values, 100%. And I think the mistake that most people do, they'll, they'll write down some core values and then the owner knows them. Right. We care about them. And then nobody knows. What if I, I could ask anyone on my team, they'd be like, uh, yeah, I can't remember, you know. So think about something like that where you can make it, you know, a weekly thing at least where they're, or a, a company meeting. You know, yeah. when you're small, it's pretty easy. But we have a company meeting once a month now. We restate the mission. We restate the core values. Uh, we announce the winner for that month. So. I like that idea. I might have to steal that idea from you guys. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been really cool. And, um, you know, it's just a way that makes sure everyone knows we're on the same page. And And when we hire someone, we make sure we tell them. They make sure they know what our mission is and that everybody's on the same page. So, and well, if you do that, our, our mission and values are, I guess, that the inter- not the interview, but the form where we put out to anyone who's who's applying. Okay. Because so they know, you know before they even, yeah, apply. they know before they come in, kind of, yep. We're looking Love for, it. you know, personal responsibility, excellence, and things like that. And if they're not a, if they are intimidated or they don't like the language or whatever the case may be, then of course they're not going to be a good fit. So kind of it weeds them out really early. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, yeah, we hire and fire by core values, and yeah. um, it's pretty clear. And only uh, our hiring process, we've gotten it pretty crazy where it's a lot of steps. So there's usually not a lot of people that get through the door that are just not good people or bad mm-hmm. team players. But if it does happen, which is rare again, our team will will let us know pretty quickly. You know, they'll go, they'll come to us and say, "Hey, this person's something's not right," or you know, "We don't trust them," or something. And so, well, <laughs> they're not going to be here very long, I guess. Well, so. that's part of the growth process. That's kind of what I'm going through now is, is figuring out that hiring process that, well, not the hiring process necessarily, but going through and figuring out who is one of my next hires going to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, we got like 20 some people and it's still, okay, do we need to hire anyone? And if so, who is it next? And does it justifiable? How much is it going to cost? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we look at that department. And if, if that's profitable, there's a lot of things you got to figure out. But even at 20 people, each hire is super important and risky. You, you know, or one or two hires, your first one or two, that's, those are super important. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. sometimes it's trial by error, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's important for me to, to make sure people are getting like living wages and, you know, we don't offer that many benefits, but the benefit of working at home <laughs> and yeah. being flexible in that way. So until we are, are able to offer those benefits. I kind of let them know, like, hey, this is kind of what we're growing to. This is kind of what we're working toward. You're assisting in that, right? And if it works out, these are the things that we're looking to grow toward. So I'm not hiding the ball. I'm not, yeah. you know, no, I love it. opening the door, you know, kind of let them know what's going on. Because I feel like when I was a young attorney com- coming in, I just didn't know what was going on. I was just kind of there like, eh, you know, this is kind of coming on. And there were times where I did not get paid. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. And I'm like... What's going on? It's like, you know, we'll no, pay transparency. You later. That's our biggest yeah. one. Well, I think that's good. You know, what you need, you know, your first few hires is anyone listening is, you know, in that right person where they believe in you for some reason and they want to go 
with you and they want to go along for the ride and they know that they'll be rewarded and you can, you'll take care of them. Uh, so you, you need someone that, you know, wants to follow you. They believe you, you know, and they believe in you. Right. Um, versus if someone's just like, well, I just, if I don't get all these things, I'm not going to, you know, you need someone that's willing to commit a little bit and, and risk a couple of things, but you say, Hey, we're here now. Here's where we're going. And if you can paint that picture for them. And, and, and I think that's the hardest thing with, with owners and founders is, you know what you want, what you want, and and your vision is pretty clear. But trying to get the whole team to see the same thing is is difficult. Right. Um. I don't know if it was in traction. It might be in traction. I forgot what book it was, but it's basically like it takes. Actually, I think it was when I saw Gino live. It was basically like it could take a year, two years, if you have a big team, if you had a new vision or a, a new mission rollout, like if you're trying to reestablish. It can take a long time to get everyone in the whole company to really be on the same page. You have company meetings every quarter, keep reinstating it, keep saying it over again. You know, in your case, you, you're small and you, you have the opportunity to start that way. Yeah, so, that's that's yeah. the goal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, what else is going on uh, other than that uh, that you're up to? What What's your focus, this, I guess, for the end of the year? Um, kind of wrapping things up. Planning for next year is a big um, thing that I am doing. It is getting a time where we are in Q4, so... It's the final stretch and kind of seeing where we were for the for the beginning years and beginning of the year to now and then planning for next year. Yep. That's great. Uh, planning around this time is is advised by a, I got a, a mentor that we meet with. And I remember we were like planning like January, we we're like start planning some stuff. He's like, no, you need to be planning in October. Right. You know? I learned that like a year, years, a few years ago. Like I felt like January was too late. Like everybody has their plans already in place. Yep. You were too late at that point. So no, that's a good, that's really good. And, um, and you do a lot of divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's kind of seasonal in the sense it, of usually January, and, February and is more. I'm about to make another launch in probably the beginning of the year. So I'm trying to plan for that as well, where we're going to offer another service that is less attorney focused and more um, individualized focused so that those with un- uncontested divorces okay. can work on it themselves. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard actually more about that. from. A, I've actually had a few companies reach out that that's all they do. They're not attorneys at all. And, yeah, uh, no, it's, it's beginning to be a trend. And I know a few attorneys in other states that have something similar. Aaron Levine comes to mind with Hello Divorce out in California. I think they are in Arizona now, um, okay. but they are um, looking at other states as well. And so just offering something for people here in Georgia, uh, just a small course so that they can walk through it and make it easier for them. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And uh, again, I've had a few companies reach out to me directly about hiring us to do marketing for them, but we only work with law firms. So, it's, and they're not law firms. And I'm like, but you're, so it's kind of a gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. It is, it's a little bit of a gray area because you got those who can offer forms in certain states. I know here in Georgia, we don't have that option where you can have a non-attorney do forms and submit them for you. But places like California, they have like, or Arizona, I can't recall where it is. They have like certified document preparers. Interesting. Can't provide legal advice though. But you can. I can. <laughs> That's awesome. I love what you're up to. You're planning ahead and rolling out some new stuff. So that's awesome. I'm glad you're better. I am. Um, Thank you. Have um, any side effects or anything since then, or you're you're good to go? No, and and we've been lucky. My my son and my husband were not, they tested negative and everyone else is not exhibiting any symptoms. It was just me. So I got sick and then I had to come home and be in quarantine. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> so I kicked uh, my my son out of his bathroom, and we just kind of had me quarantine into the <laughs> guest room. Work. I'm sure you yeah. worked while you were quarantining, huh? Yeah, I moved everything into the quarantine area. <laughs> So I had a, a small like IKEA glass table and a folding chair. That was my office for about for about two days. So COVID uh, pneumonia. Mm-hmm. That's you what had. they called it. But it was COVID nineteen. Yeah, pretty much. So well, crazy crazy story. I really appreciate you sharing it with us. And uh, no you know, thank I, you for I'm inviting hoping, me back. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to have you back. And hopefully, um, hope it's a good lesson for folks listening, especially if you're a sole proprietor. Or I mean, you don't have to be a sole proprietor. You could have twenty no. people. 20 people, but you haven't really let go right. and, you know, things don't rot, uh, run without you being there. That could probably be worse, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get that, those people in place. can run off the rail real fast. <laughs> yeah, get some people in place. Get people that like you, that trust you, they love you, they want to work for you, they want you to lead them. Um, find those good people and, you know, make sure you can take care of yourself when you need to. Well, anything else you'd like to share before we go? Systems, systems, systems. And hire according to your values. I love it. I'm on the same page. I agree with everything you said. And um, again, glad you're better and you're ready to crush it for Q4 and then going into next year. So we'll have to stay in touch and let me know how things are going. All right. Thanks, Kevin. All right. You can hang on with me for a sec. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in for this special episode. Uh, we'll have this up on the website. The risk is actually already up on there. If you go and search, uh, you can filter either by divorce or Georgia, and she'll come right up. And uh, we're approaching 150 managing partner interviews this year. But uh, this second episode, you can find her by doing that same thing soon. It'll be up on the website, arraylaw.com forward slash podcast. And uh, like always, if you need any assistance growing your firm, marketing, websites, please reach out. Let us know if we can help you. We'll just answer questions if you just don't know what to do. If you're a sole proprietor just starting out, starting out, I'm happy to point you in the direction on DIY or someone that's maybe less expensive than us. <laughs> Let me know. So I'm happy to help. Norissa, have a good day. I'm glad you feel better. Thank you. Bye.